Hi, I'm Annette Richmond. Thanks for joining me for the Smarter Business Moves podcast. If content marketing is part of your growth strategy, head over to my new podcast, Content Marketing School, and visit contentmarketingschoolonline.com for resources. Now let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Annette Richmond. Thank you for joining me for the Smarter Career and Business Moves podcast. My goal is always to inform, educate, and inspire. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Hello out there. I'm Annette Richmond. This is a Smarter Career and Business Moves LinkedIn live show and later a podcast. And I'm so excited to have my friend Jillian Whitney. Jillian, oh my gosh, I pronounced your name wrong. Jillian Whitney here with me today to hang out together. Makes it fun. Makes it fun. I know, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today. So Jillian, for people, um, anyone who does not know you, Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, I am, I'm a fun gal. I'm a person who wants to have fun. So that's why I'm here today. So I'm Jillian Whitney. I am a LinkedIn video marketing coach. And my goal in life is to make video on LinkedIn easy peasy. So that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, you know, and and you're one of those people that the the brand is so strong. Whenever I hear anybody say easy peasy, it's like Jillian. Jillian. So, so, you know, that, so that's excellent branding. So, you know, now today, kind of everybody can have live. If you have creator creator mode on, you can get live. They've lived on your company pages. If you have, I think it's only 150 people following your company page. You can do live on there. But when we started, it it was different. Oh Um, man. Hoops. Hoops. You had to jump through. So talk, talk a little, I mean, for me, it's been almost two years, two years in March. And for you, it's been longer. So talk a little bit about your experience when you were first, you know, wanted to go live. Okay. Well, and first I must just let everybody know it is a myth that you have to have creator mode to go live. Anybody can go live. It, it It's easier if you have creator mode, but it's not, it's not a requirement. So, but you do have to be, have 150 followers and you must be in good standing with LinkedIn. So that's, that's a criteria, but anyways, so yeah, so that's kind of one of those myths. Everybody just keeps talking about, and it's actually not true. (laughs) So that's kind of nice to know, but it makes sense to have a decent sized network when you go live. Really does because otherwise you're going live to like an empty stadium, so to speak. So I think m- more than I actually would say, aim for 500 before you start going live. That that would just be me. But anyways, I digress. I have been going live for two and a half years now, and it was like Willy Wonka and you know getting to like the chocolate factory. You had to have the magic <laughs> ticket, and it was like you had to apply. You had to you know, list your credibility of why you, hello, LinkedIn, I'm, you know, I'm a video superstar. And you actually had to have some sort of experience either doing video or doing live somewhere else. And I actually had done live on Facebook. Don't tell anybody, but that's actually where I started going live was to Facebook. And I, of course I was doing video on LinkedIn. So between the two of those, that's how I got sort of early access 
And I was like one of those like deer in the headlights. I just went live that first day and I hit the live button and I said, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. And popped on, <laughs> you know, uh, it called a friend. I brought my friend and I said, come live with me. I don't want to do this by myself. And it was like, nobody was there. <laughs> it was just like, nobody was there. But you know what? You show up anyways. You just keep showing up. And it was just like the next week, it was like, I think I got one like, and I just kept going, but I set the intention every Tuesday I would do this. And I didn't even live in this country. And, and that's the important thing. Pick a time that if you end up moving halfway across the world, it'll still work. So I was going live at eight o'clock at night in Israel, which is now 10 a.m. in, where am I now? Las Vegas. <laughs> So it's a journey and a half, but it's fun. It's fun. It's a great thing. So, so I remember that too. And, and at that time, everybody was, you would hear people talking about, oh, they can't go live. They can't go live. And I had submitted an application like once, um, I don't know, maybe in like 2019 or something like that. And of course, you know, I didn't get it. And when I decided that I wanted to do it in 2021, I was really strategic about it. I started posting videos on LinkedIn. Um, and I actually got invited. I was uh, on a LinkedIn live show. So I yeah. had that done. And that was with uh, Mark Anthony Dyson. Um, being a guest on his show was my uh, very first LinkedIn live. And of course, I was nervous and scared about that. Uh, and the same thing with me, though. So then when I did apply um, in, in early uh, 2021, I was approved. And just like you, I invited a friend on to come on the show with me. And we kind of, you know, foraged into that area together. And, um, you know, it, it's so it's so much fun. And, and we can talk about the bestie parts of it um, later on. But I want to talk a little bit about um, choosing choosing your guests. So we talked a little bit about this before we, we came, uh, we went on live. So, so um, I think we kind of have a similar philosophy on that, but tell me yours and then I'll tell you mine. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I always like to, uh, first of all, I, I liked, yeah, I think you have to figure out who is your audience? Who is the audience that you want to attract and what is your goal with your lives? So with my, when I first started going live, my goal was simply brand awareness. You know, I was growing my network. I didn't really have a particular thing like, oh, I'm trying to sell this. It was just like, I just wanted people to get to know, like, and trust me. So it was strictly about brand awareness. And I would, I would say that my show is targeted now. It's, you know, morphed over the years. And I have a theme of LinkedIn easy peasy. So if you do Facebook ads, you're not a good fit for my show, you're not a good fit for my audience. And it doesn't mean that I would personally have anything against you. It's just that you don't, you don't really work within that circle. So I think when I look at a guest, I always think, is it someone that would connect with my audience and add value to my network and add value to me? Cause I want to learn as well. So I think that's very important. And then the second thing is, I I don't have any kind of like, oh, you must have already done a LinkedIn live. Actually, many, many people on my show did a LinkedIn live for the very, very first time. So that's not a huge issue. It's not a huge issue for me, whether you have a big network or a small network. Probably what 
is an issue is I either want to already have met you and know you. So, you know, it's all, always virtually, of course, or at least be aware of your on-camera presence because it would be very, I have to make sure that we're going to click in a conversation because if it ends up that I'm like pulling teeth to, <laughs> to get you to talk, that could be huge. Plus also too, I, I seek a guest that will want to respond to my audience because that to me is a very important part of when I go live is involving the audience and responding to the audience. So I wouldn't want somebody who would be like, oh, let the peons carry on. You don't <laughs> want people like that. Yeah. You know, I, I hear that about evolving. And when I started uh, this show and the podcast that goes along with this, it was the Smarter Career Moves because it was all about career. And as my my I've evolved, my business has evolved and also my guests, because I look for people that are going to be interesting. And I had more and more people coming on talking about, you know, um, LinkedIn, LinkedIn for business and becoming a better speaker and things like that. And so I switched it earlier this year. I shifted it to smarter career and business moves. But mm -hmm. I hear you, you know, I do want to um, kind of focus on that. I mean, I'm not seeking out someone to come on and talk about, you know, yoga or something like that, <laughs> because it's just not it's not really going to be um, a fit for that. And I hear you about, um, you know, I, I don't have an, I don't care either about how many followers you have. I've had people with really small followings. I don't care. I don't have a huge following myself. And so I'm, I'm cool with that. But I do like to check them out if I'm not chatting with them to go and see if they're on a webinar or, or something like that. So speaking of people in the audience, so we have to say hello to Michelle Freilich. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And of course, our friend, John Esperian, um, you know, Team Espresso, we're both part of Team Espresso. And so, uh, you know, John. thank you. Thank you so much for, for joining us um, as well. Uh, so here's a big thing too. Questions for your guests, or not questions. And I went back and forth. No, yes, no. So what do you think about that? Okay. So I'm a no. I I like it to be a casual chat. And I let people know that from the get-go because that could be a deal breaker for them. So uh, we, I get that right up front when we're talking about what, you know, I, I we kind of like zero in on a theme so that I can have a title and I know what our, our live is going to be about. And then, so we know what the topic is and we go with that agreement. But I always tell people, this is a casual chat. I am, I don't want you to come on and do like a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I, I don't want to sit and interview you. And I'm going to ask you about, you know, uh, what was your, you know, uh, I don't know. I can't even think of something. <laughs> something so, right? so no, I don't like to have set questions because that would make me nervous. I like it to just be a casual chat. But here is what I would always tell people. Have the topic in your head. If you're, you know, if you're thinking about going live one day, have the topic in your head and have some talking points. Because if for any reason your guest doesn't show up or comes late, how could you carry the conversation? So 
kind of be like a, a, a Boy Scout, always be prepared. So I always have something standing at the ready that would be questions I could ask and answer myself. Well, that that is a great idea because I have um, actually canceled my show a couple of times, not often because, you know, my guest cancels on me at the last minute. And although this is not this is not for us today because we're just kind of hanging here. But I always have. I did a show last night with a panel and I always have a couple of pages. And it's also I do that because, um, you know, sometimes you do get people and their answers are very short. Some people are really talkers. Mm -hmm. And some people will just give you, you know, a few words and, you know, we share some insight and then it's like, okay, what comes next? But I, I am with you. I am a no on questions and also for the same reason. And I was actually quite stunned because I was no questions. And then of course, you know, you hear people talk, say, oh, you should have questions, makes people feel more comfortable. Um, and I had someone who I've actually known personally for many years um a, a coach who was on and we're you know as i'm talking and i'm going through the the questions i did have for them i see them like this well and 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 and, 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 and then i oh. uh, and i was like oh my goodness because i know this person i know they know their stuff cold they've been doing it forever it was and the anxiety it was, it was the was anxiety just, yeah it was it was really um and it was really awkward and uncomfortable, I, I think, for for everyone um, to have have someone reading like that. And when you're talking about like no questions um, in advance, and I let people know that, too. It's just we're going to have some talking points. Um, do you have do you get a resistance to um, being being live? And, and the reason for that is because my show feeds into my podcast i believe your show feeds into your podcast yep. as well and i i have people i'm sure you do contacting me and say oh you know jillian whitney she would be great for your podcast and when i email them back and i say okay that would be great let's hear about her um but it's going to be a live show and that goes into the podcast and i never hear from them again it's like <laughs> Deer in the headlights, deer in the headlights. Well, I've actually never had a stranger kind of come and approach me. So maybe my show's It'll not come. popular. I don't know. But I, it, I, it's mine is Jill, Jillian Whitney and friends. So everyone who comes on my show, I usually have already gotten to know. Maybe I've had one or two strangers, but I think pretty much everybody I've gotten to know. And I know that with the people, well, first of all, I try to be a good host in terms of, I never make the assumption that somebody knows how to go live. So when somebody approaches me to go on my show, I tell them that, you know, of course it's going to be live. Uh, I tell people I don't like to pre-record because a lot of people will ask me that, are we going to pre-record and then you'll, you'll stream it live. And I go, no, I don't, I don't like pre-recording too many things go long. It, and it, it loses something. There's an energy to live that like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's what I'm going to say, but I just think that's the energy that makes people want to join a live in the first place. But when I, I remember once I had somebody come on my show and they were very uptight about going live because they'd never gone live before. They'd done lots of 
virtual events on Zoom and webinars, but they'd never gone live before. And I thought to myself, oh, I need to make it easy peasy for people. So I actually took that person on a tour behind the scenes so they could see StreamYard and, you know, just understand the guest experience. And then I just thought to myself, I need to kind of make this easier. So I actually created a video that I send people because I'm the video person that says, when you go live with me, here's what to expect. And I go live with a little stuffed tiger. <laughs> and I go, you're the tiger. And here's me. And I, I walk them through the whole backside of what it looks like in StreamYard. And people love it because they, they love being the tiger. And it, it gives them <laughs> warm fuzzies and they know what to expect. And that's the thing is being fun, which is our topic today, being fun and being a good host, being a good guest. It's about making people feel comfortable. So if you've never been live, of course, you're going to feel uncomfortable. I always, I always have like a little stuffed animal. I have this little, like a little yard duck. duck. I have the stream yard duck. He makes me feel comfortable. So, you know, those are little things, but I, I think it's important to make your guests feel welcome and at home. Oh, I do as well. And, you know, um, I really enjoy it, too. And I think as we had talked a little bit, um, a little bit about uh, the idea of um, having fun and my guests mostly all tell me that they have fun. They're eager to come back. And I'm sure yours do as well. And I've also um, had guests they'll say to me at the end, well, it was really all about me. And I'm like, yeah, of course, of course. I'm not inviting you on here to talk about me. But although I have had that experience where I was invited on somebody's podcast and they were like, well, and I think this and that and blah, 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 blah. And, and what do you think? Oh, okay. And back to me. And, and, um, so I, I guess you're, you're with me, the idea of, of just, um, making it all about the guests. So, so do you do any research, a little, a little bit of research about your guests before they come on or? Absolutely. Cause I write up a post. So, um, that's another thing I do. I know a lot of people will make their guests fill out a questionnaire so that they can write up their own post. I don't do that. I like to do it myself. One, I'm just, I don't know. I'm OCD. I have to totally be in control of everything. That's just a part of my, part of my world. But I like to write up a post introducing my guest, introducing the topic. And I do that selfishly because combing through somebody's profile really allows you to get to know them. Sometimes I'll go off and I'll look at their website. I'll check their featured section. I'll make sure that I'm really acquainted with my guest. And, and that's where I might find something that's really interesting. Like we, we just flashed the comment of John. Well, you know, John is like, he's not a douche canoe. So if John was <laughs> like my guest and John, John's been my guest several times, that's a really great talking point. And, you know, when I had John on last month, one of the things I said is, Douche canoes need not attend. I put that in the post. It was fun. So I think by learning about your guest and learning about the topic, you can come to the conversation and be a participant, not just 
a listener. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I do that too. I, I go on their LinkedIn profile. It's often interesting to see where they came from in their career mm -hmm. and, and what led you to jump from this to this. And, um, and I always ask them too, what do you like best about what you do? And, Ooh, you know, and that's often really, um, really interesting. And sometimes it's not uh, what you think, you know, often if it's someone like, like us, it's like, oh, when my clients get the aha moment or something, but yeah. it, it's really, really, it's really, really interesting um, to me. And uh, so just to give some sort of practical advice to anyone who is watching this um, now or on the replay. Um, and I, I know what has saved me, um, I would say time on my part, and I think help to make my guests feel more comfortable is inviting them to choose not only the date, but also the topic. And you do that too, right? Yep. Yep. As long as it fits within the framework of what the show's about. So like I said before, you know, it, like you said, a yoga instructor coming on and teaching us yoga, unless it's like we can we can do yoga and update our profile at the same time. <laughs> but but it, it's just that know what what the parameters, the boundaries of your show is. And if it fits within that show, then yes, I want them to talk about something that has to do with them that lights them up that they're passionate about i i don't say to people you have to come on and talk about video because i'm a video person that would be boring how could we talk you know i have a lot of people that come on and talk about video because they're video nut nuts too so it's energy for energy but i agree with you let them choose the topic because that passion will come out and that's what you want you want you want that passion and that interaction yeah. So here's Laura who says, you know, it's a fun conversation when douche canoes are mentioned. And, you know, I love that. I love that phrase. I have that. I have John's book too. And, um, and I, I love that. I love that phrase. And it's, um, it, it is something that, uh, you know, that, that makes you think. And, and that's one of those things too. Whenever I hear that, I don't hear that word a lot, but when I do, of course, I immediately think of John and his book. So, um, so there you go. And good branding. And I know, I know. So, you know, and, and what about being like a fun guest? I, I hope oh. that I'm a fun guest. Um, I try to be prepared to, um, when I give you a topic, I try to be prepared to speak about it. But what, you know, what's some advice for people? Because it is tough. Occasionally you do get someone and they're, they're a lovely person and very knowledgeable, but it is, it, it, it can become like pulling you kind of pulling teeth and which, which I think is a strain for, for them, you know, as well as for me. Exactly. I, I would say a couple of things. Number one, think of improv. So when you have a question, don't say yes, but in your head, you want yes. And so when you come on as a guest, always make sure that you're coming and you're going to not just answer the question, but add a little bit. Maybe you're going to turn it back. You're really good at that, Annette, where you'll say, what about you? What's been what's your goals for this year? Like you've come on my show and you turn the question back to me. So it's just like, who's driving this live? The both of us <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're kind of co-pilots, pilot and co-pilots. And I think that's the mentality that it's like, ask something back. 
Another thing to prepare is don't memorize speaking points, but instead think about, do I have some stories, personal stories? Be open. You don't want to go on alive and be very closed. You want to be open in terms of, is there a, a story that might illustrate your point, a personal experience, maybe something that you've seen? And these are your stories. You know, like I always tell people, don't be telling the starfish story because we're all bored with that one. We've heard it over and over again. Little things like another thing you do, Annette, which is great when you come on my show is sometimes you lean in. That makes a connection. So our body language, our eye contact, we talked about don't don't come on and like be looking at your phone. Even if you want to look at the comments, ignore the comments. Uh, those are the little things that you can do to prepare and make sure that you kind of think about why is this an important topic to you? What's your motivation? Why, why, do you, why, why do you want to be talking about this in the first place? So these are really good things. And then the last thing is, don't be a douche canoe and sell from the stage. Like, Never do that to your host. Don't show up and say, I'd like to pitch my $10,000, you know, oh, no. thing and, you know, act now and you know, we'll throw in a pair of scissors. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Don't be oh, that guy. I know. I, I actually, I actually had one guest only do that to me. And this was before I put in the <clears throat> the sort of the cautionary, please don't do this in, in all of my, um, you know, uh, back and forth engagement with, with my guests and was like, oh, can we go to my website? And, and I was like, uh, uh, and luckily, I guess for me at the time, I didn't know how to share my screen on, on StreamYard. So I was kind of like, well, I, that. I really, really wish we could, but I, you know, I just don't quite know how to do it. Um, so, you know, but that, that is, that is tough. And, you know, it's so funny because I don't even realize I'm doing that. Now that you mentioned it to me, I'm going to think about it. The idea that I lean in, it's because I'm really interested. Um, yes. I'm always interested in what my guest has to say. And, and, you know, I'm interested if I'm on somebody's show, I'm interested to learn more about them as well. So I do want to say one thing that has been tough for me, and it's even more tough when someone like you, who I'm friends with, is on my show, and that's not looking at you, mm. looking at yes. the camera. And yes. um, so I, like you, because I learned it from you, have the little smiley right underneath right. my my uh, my camera, so I know that I should be looking at that. Um, but it, it's tough. It's tough to do that. Um, what what tips do you have? Because because while right now I'm not looking at you, it to the audience it looks like I am, and so it's kind of a weird weird thing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, it's 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 really learning to work with your peripheral vision. So make your screen as big as possible. That's mm -hmm. always going to help. So don't keep your StreamYard window in a small little window and then you got notes behind it. Skip the notes, dump the notes. I don't ever have notes. I put this full screen. I've only got a laptop, so I don't even have a big computer. And again, you've got to have, you know, invite Lenny to the live. Lenny has to come. Lenny is my post-it note. And he, yep. I, I, I laugh and say Lenny has many 
brothers and sisters and cousins because he's always like blowing off and disappearing. Always <laughs> put something or know where to look. Make a mental note. Oh, I've got to look above business. That will be above, you know, that's where I want to look on this live. So that's having that consciousness. And then another thing too, Annette, is try to mirror what you look like with the person that you're doing the live with. So it's like, I wouldn't want to be really, really far away. Um, you know, I wouldn't want to be on a phone, this version vertical, my brain forgot what vertical was for a second. So those are kind of the things it's like, think about what should I wear? I always wear black. You know why? Because you're just never going to, um, conflict with the host. So, and, and don't be wearing stripes. They do weird things. Only <laughs> tigers. If you're the stuffed tiger, you can wear a stripe. Other than that, don't wear a stripe because you're going to like mes- hypnotize the host. Oh, uh, I, so yeah. And here we are. I do too. So here we are in our matching black tops. Um, cause, because I do that too. I, I tend to wear them occasionally if I, if I'm a guest or sometimes I, you know, I'll put a little something on a little necklace or something, but basically I'm in that basic, basic black. And so I just want to share this, um, as Laura said, speaking as an actress, uh, it's a learned skill, but amazing how strong the imagination is once you put it to work. So, uh, so thank you for that. So I cannot believe this. We are like just about, we're out of time because it, it, it went by so fast. But what um, what's like a, a final a final thought um, that that you have uh, for anyone who wants to you know go live or be a guest on a live show? I would just have to say recognize you don't have to be an extrovert. You don't have to be funny to be fun. F- funny being fun, a fun person is being a playful person. It's being an open person, and it's being able to just show up. And be and enjoy the moment. Enjoy everything that will happen. If you look at all of this as an adventure, then you can never fail at a live. There's no such thing as an epic fail. It's just epic. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm, I'm gonna I have a little post-it note of that on my on my uh, on my computer here. So I guess you know my my final thing um, is that people should. As you say, enjoy the moment and not worry so much about, you know, how they look or, you know, um, the production, because nobody's coming on and watching your live and expecting it to be, you know, a Scorsese production. I mean, they're they're coming um, to hear generally, you know, hear what the guest has to say, what they're going to share. Um, And so, you know, that's that's kind of my thing. And then go with the flow. Right. Yes. When stuff happens, I dogs had- bark, <laughs> garbage yeah. trucks show up. Oh my kids god. Kids open a door. Dogs, dogs bark, dogs come, dogs jump on me. It's like, okay, you know, I see that on Life. I see that on TV. So I'm like, okay, if it's okay for them, it's okay for me. So Absolutely. again, I, I thank you so much. Um, you know, I this has just been such a treat to hang out with you um for this time today. And um what can I say? We'll hang out and chat for a little bit afterwards. So everybody else, have a great rest of your day. Bye. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Smarter Career and Business Moves podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe.